Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcaster, Mark Atreira, with your favorite podcast, Making a Cut. I am back here with my best bud, Israel, for another episode of Take It to the Bank Picks. It is a special Take It to the Bank Picks because not only is it Super Wild Card Weekend, but also it's our first one of the season outside of the one that we did earlier this season for like week three. We do apologize for that. Um, you know how life goes. I mean, we had ball tournaments. We had birthday parties. We had Christmas parties. We had Christmas and New Year's. and New Man, we had everything. It just really held us up from being able to do our, our podcast together. But before we jump off into it, as always, you know where you can find us. My link is always going to be on my Facebook of course, anywhere that you find your podcast, you can find us, especially on Spotify, the Anchor app, or Anchor.fm. And of course, you know, I always tell you to, if you go to Spotify and you click follow right there, it's going to let you know when my next episode is up. I told y'all I was going to be doing more episodes, uh, more than just Sports Sundays. And so this is what we're doing right now. We're jumping off into it. We're hoping we can get going next weekend for the regular wild card weekend because this is super wild card weekend a new in advance we also got a special monday night football game for the first ever time in playoffs it's going to be huge you excited you want to say hey to the peoples what's up I said say hey to the peoples you said what's up it's all good but i did want to say man i kept saying i kept thinking in my mind like i kept saying uh, you know where to find us and it sounds like we're saying hey you want some come get some right but you know we're talking about the podcast but we're going to jump off into it. You know, we got six games here. We're going to talk about two teams can have a bye week this week. You got the Chiefs got a bye week in the AFC, and then you also have the Eagles who have a bye week in the NFC, uh, the two top teams in the NFL. Um, I could actually give you my pick still for the Super Bowl, but I'm not going to do it yet because we're going to do our picks here. And we're going to jump off into the first game, the Seahawks at the 49ers. The 49ers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. You were giving me some commentary a little while ago. Why don't you jump off and tell the people what you think about this game? Uh, I feel like the Seahawks, they kind of fell off, except for uh, Geno Smith. He's been like a huge part of the team this season. He's really brought the team up, in a way. And like ever since Russell Wilson has been gone, they've gotten a lot better. The only thing is like DK Metcalf, their like, wide receivers, all of them like, kind of fell off. It was, they've gotten a little bit worse. But... You'll see. Uh, we'll see as the season goes. I see that the 49ers, they have like a, like their franchise is so big, and like they have like some of the best players. And I feel like the 49ers are gonna win. Yeah, you you picking the 49ers on that one? Yeah. I'm picking the 49ers on this one as well. Uh, and I know you, a little while ago when we were discussing it, uh, you know, you were talking about the the firepower that the 49ers have and Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle, etc. I mean, that's that's actually what you were telling me a few minutes ago. Uh, and, and then also you look on the other side, you look at the defense. This defense is stifling. Uh, I do like the Seahawks a lot better than I thought I was going to like them this year, but I'm still picking the 49ers in this game. When you look at the Seahawks, just like what you were talking about, Geno Smith, what a wonderful surprise for a lot of people in Seattle or Seahawks fans. Even the closet Seahawks fans are the uh, Fairweather uh, Seahawks fans. Uh, you know, everybody thought when uh, Russell Wilson was going away that this was going to be a kind of a, a step back, a rebuild. But, man, they, they rebuild really quickly. They look a lot better. They almost look like Russell Wilson was a the problem there. 
Uh, Kenneth Walker, running back there, amazing, amazing running back there. Uh, on up there with rookie of the year uh, opportunity. And, you know, him and Damian Pierce for the Texans were the t- best two running backs uh, as rookies this year. That That's huge. And then, of course, you look over there at the X Factor for San Francisco, the quarterback position. Not pretty Jimmy G. Not Trey Lance, who you traded away so much to be able to get off of unproven talent uh, from North Dakota State, who's played like seven games in his whole football career, uh, even Pee Wee. But Brock Purdy from Iowa. He's pretty. Yeah. He's pretty, right? Yeah, he's pretty. Right. But this guy has been on fire. He has been like what you said, Tom, Tom Brady's Brady grandson. His grandson. <laughs> That's right. So when you look at it, I will say this: this will be the first time that Brock Purdy plays a team for the second time. NFL defenses are a lot different than college. You know, even if you play somebody twice in college, it's harder to beat them. Uh, and in NFL, it's even harder. And uh, Pete Carroll with that defense, what they've had in, in the past, and even what they have this year is pretty legit and so you can see an opportunity for them to possibly show some weak spots in Brock Purdy's uh, game but I think what Shanahan has done uh, is really uh, catered the offense around him to where he can succeed and man look the other thing too I know like I was saying with Kenneth Walker being a great running back has an opportunity but this is a stifling defense there especially against the run game the only running back this season that's gotten over 100 yards against them was Christian McCaffrey when he was with Carolina. So they were like, hey, you know what? Um, you're the only one that's going to be good enough to beat us. We're going to put you on our team, you know. So they brought him in, brings a different dynamic, and you have this creative offense where you can use Christian McCaffrey and all his athleticism and Debo Samuel and everything that they do with them. It's opening up in the middle for George Kittle so far. They've been pretty much unstoppable since then. They did play last week, uh, so this this is one of those rerun games there too. So there you have it, folks. Both of us unanimous. We're picking the 49ers there. Gave you our commentary on it. We're going to move on to the next game between the Chargers and the Jags. Both of these games are the ones to, to, for today. And, yes, we're trying to get this out to you as fast as we can so that y'all can get your picks for today as well. Chargers and Jags. Chargers are actually two-point favorites on this one. Uh, you want to give your commentary on it like you were doing before the podcast? Uh, it's two girl quarterbacks playing against each other. Like two. two really ugly girl quarterbacks. <laughs> Sunshine. Uh, what, what, what did we call it a while ago? We called it the uh, the hairball, right? Yeah, because the hair bo- both of them have long hair yeah. playing quarterback. That's pretty funny. So uh, <laughs> you were you were telling me the reason why you were picked. Who's your pick? And then tell me again, what was the reason for your pick? Uh, I say the Jags because, like, they've they've been on a winning streak. Uh, I think the quarterback is a little bit uglier. Uh, <laughs> it's just, like, the Jags are a little bit better this season. Although the Chargers have Austin Eckler, they have a few playmakers. I feel like the Jags will pull, pull out on this one and just win. I got you. My commentary on this is I'm also pull, pulling the Jags here because they're on that momentum ride there. Uh, I think the coaching staff the coaching staff is better there in Jacksonville. It's taken them a little, a little while this season to turn it around. Uh, but for them to be able to turn it around and be the Cinderella of the playoffs so far this season, that's pretty huge. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has become the quarterback that everybody said he was going to be all the way back in Pee Wee football. Um, I, I do like Justin Herbert and what he's been able to do. I like Austin Eckler as well, uh, but when you look at it, Keenan Allen, those of you who have played fantasy football, if you've had Keenan Allen, you know how inconsistent he is, 
even when he actually is healthy for a few minutes. But you also, the other receiver there, Williams, he's going to be out. He's got a fracture to his back there that he that happened last week. He may not even be back for the playoffs. He could be back. They have a really good, they have some really big defensive names, whether it's Derwin James, you know, uh, Khalil Mack, the, the other Bosa brother. But it's just going to be too much, I think, for what Doug Peterson's been able to do with the Jacksonville Jaguars this late in the season. And like I said, they're just on the, on the momentum roll there, kind of like Cincinnati was last season. So again, there's our pick. Unanimous again, Jacksonville. Um, I don't think I need to really give you our pick on this next game, the first game of the day tomorrow, but we're still going to give you our commentary on it. I can go ahead and tell you that we both out of the Dolphins playing up in Buffalo, um, and Buffalo being a 13 and a half favorite, which is extremely huge in the NFL. Uh, we're both going Buffalo there. Yeah. I, I feel like the Dolphins, they have their playmakers in the, uh, like their wide receivers, their tight end. They have Raheem Mostert. They have all those players that are like really good, but their quarterback, the quarterbacks are just not there. They don't have Tua. They don't have Teddy Bridgewater. They're on the third string, and I don't think he's gonna be like Brock Purdy. <laughs> no, that's, that's a very good commentary there. Remembering that Brock Purdy is a third string quarterback and doing it. Yeah, Skylar Thompson. I, I don't see it there. Uh, Buffalo's playing with uh, different motivation this season as well. They already had motivation for the way that they got knocked out of the playoffs last year and what was considered to be the greatest playoff game of all time between them and the Chiefs. Um, but then when you have this situation with DeMar Hamlin, uh, that, that gives them more motivation. Uh, and I know they struggled last week playing against them a little bit. It wasn't as pretty of a game. But I think this week they pull it all together and they really show up and show out. I think the only way that the Dolphins win this game is somehow, some way, that they just let uh, Tyreek Hill and, and, and Waddle take over somehow, some way. Whether <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to put both of those two in the Wildcat and have them run the option the whole time because they're too fast. Other than that, I don't see it happening. Uh, I, I don't even really know if Mostert's going to be playing because he was injured last uh, this past week, too. Uh, I think he's going to be a game-time decision as well. So that that's it. And, and the other part is... Uh, Miami's defense is really good. They're severely underrated this season. Uh, but I don't think they have enough to be able to stop Josh Allen and company uh, fully, This, especially this game with this this type of magnitude in the playoffs up in Buffalo. Who knows if it's going to be snowed out or not. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to that. Yeah, I say that the uh, Bills are going to win, but whenever they're off, they're off, and they just play horrible. So you never know. But they're also, whenever they're on, they are on it. Yes. They, they will win by 30 points. That's right. So we're going to move on to the next game there, too. Obviously, I don't have to tell you, there's our pick. It was very unanimous. Our, our next pick is going to be the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are three-point favorites in this game. I'll give you my commentary first. Actually, you can jump off on it because I, I wanted them to hear what you told me a while ago. The two stupidest quarterbacks in the game right now. Two stupidest. I got you. They suck. Okay. Yeah. That both of the quarterbacks suck. So, I, so you, don't, you, you don't like Danny Dimes? What kind of dimes is he throwing? <laughs> He's a lot better this season. I will give you that. And you, you, don't, you don't like uh, Gangster Daddy Cousins this year doing his little dance? He's only winning because of Justin Jefferson. Yeah, this is, this is truth. This is truth. 
I don't I don't understand why they haven't been able to get Adam Thielen into more of the offense there. I I do understand that Jeff Jefferson has been uh, dang near unstoppable, uh, except for that Green Bay game where uh, they shut him down. They really shut him down. Did a gritty on him too. So tell me who's your pick and tell me why that's your pick. I say the Vikings. They have one of the best uh, wide receivers of the game. I just don't really feel like the Giants have anything to like show show me in this game. They don't have the uh, they have the talent, but they don't have the playmakers. They don't have the guys that will go out and make the great plays to get the lead at the last few minutes of the game. Unlike the Vikings, you have Justin Jefferson. Uh, pretty much it but <laughs> that's right which cousins should be able to spread the ball around he's got more weapons than jefferson that's you know, so just he's just kirk cousins has kind of become matthew stafford uh this this year with the rams where all he did was throw the ball to cup or matthew stafford in detroit when all he did was throw it to megatron so i, I will say this about the giants and i i'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the giants here i got a feeling uh the vikings are just going to be overwhelmed uh, in a sense, uh, I, you picked the Vikings, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. I, I think what's going on with the Giants, I, I, I completely agree with you about the playmakers. Uh, I think it's going to come down to a lot with how healthy Saquon Barkley is. I haven't looked at that. Uh, he's pretty much their biggest playmaker right now, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I also look at it as coaching staff there, too, kind of like I did with Jacksonville. Uh, I, I think Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, and I can't think of the name of the coach in, in, for the Giants, those two should be on the top of the list for uh, coaches of the year for what they were able to do to turn these two franchises around. Uh, and so I think I'm just going to go with the, the roll here, roll it a dice, and go against the grain and pick the Giants here. Uh, I don't think it would be a huge upset. It wouldn't be like Miami beating Buffalo being 13 and a half underdogs right yeah. uh, but I, I think I'm going to go with there I think I'm going to stand strong on the Giants there moving on to the game that we're really loving to watch the Sunday night football game going the Baltimore Ravens yet again playing the Cincinnati Bengals Bengals are eight and a half point favorites what say you sir uh, Bengals are going all the way they're going back to the Super Bowl and they're winning this year uh, the Ravens they don't have their quarterback they don't have the one guy that run it to every time but you never know because they have a different quarterback in he might throw it a lot more he might do a lot better you just never know right now so uh uh Bengals they have all those playmakers they have some of the best playmakers in the game right now uh they have Jamar Chase Tyler Boyd uh T Higgins T Higgins all those players that are so good Joe Shiesty uh Joe Shiesty Joe Cole yeah Joe Football I got you bro yeah all these players that are so good that, like, I feel like the Ravens are going to be overwhelmed. Like you said, the uh, Vikings will be. But, like, it's just going to be too much for the uh, Ravens. Even though they made it this far, they're not going any further. Yeah, I, I think this is a team that backed themselves into the playoffs. Uh, the Bengals have just been uh, the team that offensively uh, look like the most well-rounded offense in the league right now. Uh, they just look like this confidence, like they can't be stopped. Even when they are stopped, they just keep coming back at you. And defensively, they're severely underrated. Even with Eli Apple there, it's easy to pick on Eli Apple. But at the same time, outside of Eli Apple, that defense has looked really good. Uh, the other thing about Baltimore, like you said, Lamar Jackson's not going to be playing. He won't play again until next year, honestly. I, uh, even if they win, I don't see him playing in the playoffs. 
but I, I, I'm not even sure that Huntley's going to play. So this could be the third team that's going to be on a third-string quarterback. So I, I, I just don't see how that they could pull it off. Uh, they're not, that offense is specifically set up for Lamar Jackson. Uh, Huntley could run it decently, uh, but for whoever the third-string quarterback is, I don't even know. Uh, I don't see it happening. And they're playing in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati has this confidence to be able to roll. I think Cincinnati takes this game, and I think they take it handily. Moving on to the last game, the most the snooze fest for me, and for sure. I, I think it's kind of wild that the first time uh, in, in NFL history that you have a playoff game on Monday night, uh, you put two, these two daggone teams together. I know that you're trying so hard, NFL, to be able to bring these two nostalgic things in a sense where you have, quote-unquote, America's team, which always gets on prime time, so you put them there to play. And then Thomas Brady himself, the uh, the Santa Claus of the NFL, he sold St. Nick himself, um, playing. I just think you, you kind of screwed yourselves over on your viewership. You're not going to have that many people. This is going to be a boring game. I, I will say this from on my commentary there. Uh, no, I'm going to let you have your commentary on this first because it, this game just bores a snot out of me. Uh, I say that Brock Purdy and Mac Jones' dad is going to win this. <laughs> just to explain to everybody, why don't you go ahead and tell them who Brock Purdy and uh, Mac Jones' dad is. Well, actually, Grandpa. Grandpa? Uh, Tom Brady. He He's just like Brock Purdy, as everybody says. He's He was kind of like a bad pick, as yeah. they say. And he's doing really good right now. Well, well, did do very good. Yeah. Uh, I say Mac Jones because Mac Jones plays for New England, and yeah, y'all know the story. Uh, and he's just a thousand years old. Uh, but I say that Tampa's gonna win. I got you. I'm, I'm gonna put it down like this too. I think um, you, you got some different factors here in this game. I think that the NFL is doing their best to be able to ensure that. If this is Brady's last year, that he walks off in the sunshine like Peyton Manning did, uh, that they give him the win and actually somehow make it to the, to the Super Bowl and walk it off or turn it over to the passing of the torch to uh, Josh Allen or uh, Joe Burrow or uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Cow- I forgot to say this too. The Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point favorites in Tampa Bay. Um, but when you look at it, Dak has been doing Dak things uh, – Dallas, for some reason, they get in their own way. I don't know if it's McCarthy's situation or not. Um, but I will say this. You have a much better running back in Dallas and Tony Pollock than you have in Ezekiel Elliott. And for some reason, you give Zeke the ball more. Uh, Tony Pollard seems to be much more of a home run hitter. Uh, Dak doing Dak things, meaning, uh, yes, sometimes he gets interceptions that are off guys' hands, but there are sometimes he just throws atrocious interceptions. Uh, you know, the, what is it, the last seven games he's got interceptions, uh, interception in every game. Uh, the defense is good. I will say this as well for Tampa's uh, argument that Mike Evans is all of a sudden woke up and uh, he seems to be playing like he's back at Texas A&M and Johnny Manziel is running around throwing the ball wide open. Last His last game, he had 200 yards receiving. That screwed a lot of people over in fantasy football, I'll tell you that. Because, uh, honestly, a lot of people even had uh, Mike Evans didn't even start him because he's just been putrid this season because the offense in Tampa Bay has been putrid. But it seems that they, they've woken up at the right time. Uh, and if you look back to the two years two years ago when uh, when the Bucks won it, 
they woke up at the right time as well too. So uh, I'm going with Tampa Bay too. You also can also look at the conspiracy situation to where, yes, right now Sean Payton only has a couple opportunities uh, out there uh, for a head coaching job, um, but there, he's always been linked to the Cowboys. If the Cowboys lose this one to a severely to a team that is uh, the division champs in the worst division in football this year, it's it could be the opportunity for them to move on and try to get Sean Payton. And the Joneses will spend the money to be able to get him. I just don't know if they'll get out of the way and let him be their coach. So you also have that factor as well. But I'm going with Tampa here, so as well. Understand? So that's our picks for this super wild card weekend. Take it to the bank picks. Any parting words? Go Detroit. Go Detroit. <laughs> Go Detroit. I forgot to do the whole playoff bit from from the Saints and Joe, uh, Jim Moore, but it is what it is. So we'll be checking with you next week, too. We're going to see how we did. Uh, thank you for listening. This is Mark Atreer with Making the Cut and my best bud, Israel. See you next time. Thanks again for the listen.